Daily Drive is brought to you by eBay Motors. Auto dealers, are you missing the most engaged buyers because you don't know where to find them? At eBay Motors, you'll find buyers so motivated, they purchase a car or truck once every three minutes. Just call 866-210-5362 and mention code AUTONEWS to get 50% off your first two months. Hi everyone, I'm Steve Smith with Automotive News. Welcome to Daily Drive for Monday, October 11th. There have been a number of guests on the show over the past 18 months talking about digital retailing and automotive. Whether in the context of what auto marketers were doing in response to the pandemic or how auto marketers were embracing digital principles and technology tools in response to shifting consumer expectations. Stream Company's co-founder and CEO David Wren was one of those guests. When he joined me on the show back in May, he described digital retailing and automotive as, quote, sporadic. Many would likely agree digital retailing and automotive continues to get better every day. Because auto marketers new to digital retailing are getting better, and because embracing digital retailing in this industry is getting much more commonplace. Still, there is a moment on the horizon that is going to make it much harder to target and engage potential consumers using digital tools. Third-party cookies used to track online user behavior and thus capable of helping marketers serve up very targeted advertising are going away. It's a trend that's been underway for a few years as governments in the United States and around the world pass regulation designed to protect consumers and their privacy. Wren says some browsers have already stopped collecting user data using cookies, but the largest, Google, has yet to do so and recently pushed back its timeline from the end of 2022 to 2023. Still, he says auto marketers should not be waiting for a cookie-less diet of data. Instead, they should be working now to understand the impact to their marketing efforts, exploring new ways to find more value from the first-party data they already have, and seek new partnerships to share first-party data with others. How well do auto marketers understand the change that's coming? What else should they be doing to prepare for a future where internet browsers no longer collect user data? And what lessons can be learned from other countries and how marketers there have responded to consumer privacy regulation like GDPR? We've reached David Wren, CEO and co-founder of Stream Companies, at the company's headquarters in Malvern, Pennsylvania. David, thanks so much for joining me today on Daily Drive. How are you? Steve, I'm doing great, and thanks for having me back. Absolutely. I'm thrilled to have you back. And we're talking about something that you had raised when you and I had spoken previously. And I'm glad you're back and talking about that, uh, talking about this topic. And that's the use of cookies, not only in the automotive industry, but broadly for for marketing in general. So can we start with your point of view? Can you bring us up to date on what's the current state of using internet cookies in the United States? Great, Steve. Yeah. And I, and I think before we, we dive directly in, into that, just for, for the audience that uh, what a cookie is. So a cookie is just a small block of data that's either stored on your computer or mobile device that really allows um, unique identifiers to be attached to uh, your browser visit. Uh, and then that, that cookie passes information back um, that allows uh, websites to provide either a more relevant user experience or uh, more relevant ads based on your, your browsing history. So I think that that's one thing that 
you know, we just need to make sure that we understand how cookies are, are you know, currently used um, inside of the automotive industry and outside of. And then we, we, you know, have heard tons of news about, hey, third party cookies are going away. Uh, we're not going to be able to use cookies in our advertising and data strategies anymore. And yeah, that is, you know, true. Um, however, you know, right now, um, you know, pretty much um, third party cookies are, are already gone uh, more than 50% because, you know, cr uh, Google Chrome uh, is the only browser that still supports third party cookies. And a lot of the news that we heard around cookies is when Google made that announcement that they were going to get rid of cookies in early uh, 2022. But they've since then punted on that decision to the end of 2023 um, just because of the backlash that they got from, from their advertisers. So um, cookies are still uh, a really hot topic around digital uh, and programmatic advertising and when they go away completely you know how and what are people going to be able to to do with their their targeting so what's driving this change is it a regulatory initiative is it a because it's the right thing to do relative to consumer privacy and data protection what's really the catalyst driving this change yeah i steve i think that you know it's it's privacy right and um, you know, a couple of the, you know, things that I'm sure most of the listeners uh, have definitely experienced uh, on their internet searches now and going to websites is, you know, when you go to a website, you now get the uh, accept uh, or deny the ability to enable cookies. And really, that was, you know, a big first step in allowing, you know, consumers to control whether or not they want their browsing uh, activity to be tracked uh, online. So, you know, really when those cookies go away, you know, there, there's there's good good parts and there's bad parts. Um, you know, the good part is obviously you're, you're not being tracked. However, the bad part is, you know, your user experience and the ads that you potentially um, could be served, you know, might not be as relevant as they they once were, and I think we all um, have been on websites like Amazon or other shopping sites. Um, we get distracted throughout the no course of our normal day, and we happen to go back online and we're served an ad uh, of the, the merchandise that we were looking at. And I think that's an area where, you know, good advertising comes down to, you know, hitting someone at the right time with the right message. Uh, and, I, and I think things like dynamic advertising, et cetera, are very relevant. So uh, advertisers and brands are going to need to look to other solutions uh, as we see these cookies go away. Just to be clear, are we talking about cookies going away completely? Or are we talking about a different approach where consumers are going to be more overtly asked to opt into and accept cookies? Or maybe it's a combination of both. Steve, yeah, it's a combination of both. I mean, pretty much from Google's you know, announcement at, at the end of 2023, cookies are, are pretty much going to be gone, gone completely. So they're, they're about you know, 50% or more gone right now, uh, and then we'll see the rest of that, you know, completely go away by the end of 2023. Um, however, there are certainly, you know, different 
um, ways that you know advertisers and brands can utilize data, um, you know, from their first party data and you know owning their own audiences, you know, whether that's you know data that they're taking for from their CRM or their DMS if you're in the automotive industry, uh, as well as you know other ways that you can you know, track traffic on your website and demonetize that information and really, you know, turn that back into uh, a household profile. So uh, cookies will go away and brands and advertisers are going to need to turn to other data um, solutions as well as, you know, more what we call first party partnerships with publishers where they're able to get that that data uh, from from other you know publishers and being able to share that in their advertising audiences. So let's continue with implications to dealers, OEMs, even regional dealer groups. Right, this industry operates in a tiered marketing structure, tier one down to tier three. What are the implications for marketing? in the automotive industry and given that structure how do you collaborate how do you share that first party data regardless of where a consumer might enter the purchase funnel yeah steve that that's a a really jam-packed question so let me start with um the consumer i I think we're, we're all collectively as an industry trying to provide a better experience from the consumer and i think you know with with covid certainly has accelerated you know digital retailing uh, and other aspects of our business and i think that really comes down to how do we provide the consumers with with more of a tierless uh, experience uh, and i think right now you know in many cases you know we've got tier one um, you know the brand itself tier two the the dealer ad associations and you know tier three being the individual dealers um, aren't necessarily tying that shopper journey um, from when a customer might first, you know, interact on a tier one site uh, if they hit a tier two site or go down to an individual dealer site. Um, there's not many, uh, you know, case studies out there where um, we're really picking up that, you know, shopper journey from from that first visit down to the dealer visit. And I think that one of the areas where um, the OEMs and dealers can really lean into, you know, audience sharing strategies comes down to, you know, how do we provide that better, better experience and provide more relevant ads um, to the customers that are in that shopping funnel, especially now as, you know, inventory, uh, you know, is, is much in demand and customers are taking longer in their purchase um, you know, cycle because the inventory they're looking for might not be available. Um, it's really important for OEMs and dealers to want to keep those shoppers within their, their brand funnel. And one of the ways that really you know, dealers and OEMs can work together is on a, you know, a data sharing um, strategy of how they share their audiences from, from the tier one down to the tier three. Uh, and in this industry, you know, it's not just one, you know, solution that 
um, exist to make this easy for the dealer. So they really need to look at advertising technology platforms that can, you know, take that that first party data, um, you know, from from the dealers, you know, because they're getting that transactional data. So is the OEM, and then being able to follow follow that data journey for when uh, a customer is back in market or still in the funnel. That way that they can deliver, you know, relevant advertising and timely advertising to those shoppers. Well, implications are also on the service side as well, right? It's certainly, we've talked about how do you lead a shopper through the funnel of consideration, awareness, and, and ultimately purchase decision for the vehicle itself. But seems to me there are implications and then how do you nurture that relationship for the ongoing sales uh, portion of the ownership experience and to your point next time they're ready to enter the market you've managed that relationship that best case scenario you've created a lifelong customer yes absolutely and and I think that the timeliness of the messaging is is very important Steve you know when when you're go in there you make that decision and you you buy a, a new car, um, you certainly want to make sure that you're delivering, you know, relevant advertising to to those those customers as they go through that journey, uh, whether it, you know, they're in a lease or, a, you know, a finance position. Um, so when they do come back in into market, you can deliver them, you know, timely messages based based on that first party data um, that, you know, the OEMs and the dealers have and allow them to activate it in a way that provides, you know, those relevant messages based on based on the timing, uh, you know, that customer's been in the market. I'm curious, does this make conquesting harder? If I'm driving a GM product and I'm another automaker and I'm trying to entice that customer for the sake of this conversation, right, to name any OEM, but I'm trying to, to, to conquest a, a customer that is dedicated about one brand and bring them over to my brand does this change the game in competitors being able to conquest customers from from other brands they may drive steve i think there's a couple there's a couple things it, it can make it a little bit more more challenging but it also goes back to you know the point uh i, I made a little bit earlier is you know if you do have you know partnerships you know, with with other publishers that are collecting, you know, data on their their shoppers who have, who have opted in, um, you know, to to data sharing. And there's different, you know, technology platforms out there um, that are able to take this first party publisher data and and allow to activate those audiences down to, you know, a household level. Um, I am able to, you know, continue. Um, to provide, you know, conquest opportunities, you know, based on based on segments and uh, behavioral, um, you know, data, uh, it just gets a little bit um, harder and you need to become a, a more sophisticated advertiser because those traditional, you know, third party cookies, um, you know, are already kind of gone 50 percent and then the the remaining 50% is going to go away here like i said at the end of 2023 so it does become it does become harder so really it's um you know a good time in the industry for OEMs tier 2 uh, and the bigger dealer groups to to rethink 
their their ad tech tech strategies and rethink how they're going to become you know a data first organization uh, and how to utilize and weaponize you know their first party data um, their transactional data but also how they're going to utilize uh, the data that they are capturing you know in real time from from their website we'll be right back with more the most motivated car buyers aren't knocking on your door anymore they're online but you don't have to look far you can find them at ebay motors our platform features over 7 million engaged users our buyers are so engaged they enter over 3 billion search impressions per month and buy a car or truck every three minutes today's car buyer has high expectations when they browse online ebay motors helps you meet those expectations use machine learning with our ai driven vehicle pages and you'll automatically optimize your buyer's experience it's as easy as listing your inventory and watching as the most engaged buyers find you if you've ever uploaded your automotive inventory to a website you have more than enough skills to get your cars listed on ebay motors it will feel like you're setting up an entirely new car dealership within minutes once you list your available inventory, you'll have additional support from the platform, including a single destination page for your entire brand. Want to generate more sales automatically? eBay Motors lets you choose between auction, classified, and fixed-price listing options so the site does the heavy lifting. It even integrates with your existing dealer or vehicle management system. All you have to do is list your inventory, sit back, relax, watch a movie, and then check back in to see the sales you've made. How do you start? It's as simple as creating an account. Call 866-210-5362 and mention the code AUTONEWS to get 50% off your first two months. Find out why selling cars has never been this easy. That number again, 866-210-5362. I want to dig into some of these ideas on, on what automakers and dealers should be doing in the future. But just a level set, you've mentioned publisher a couple of times through our conversation. Can you describe what a publisher is, what you mean by that? Just to make sure there's no uh, questions from from our listeners who might be uh, yeah, enjoying no, this conversation. That's a great question. We're talking about publishers, you know, anyone that is, you know, producing their, their own content and driving their, their own shoppers, you know, to their websites, cars.com, you know, JD Power, Nada Guides, uh, et cetera, where, where they've got a, you know, a good amount of traffic that where people are coming to, you know, start their automotive journey or perform certain aspects of, of the research that they're doing in their automotive journey. So we've covered a lot of ground relative to what this is. How well do you think automotive marketers understand this change have they had that aha or maybe oh shoot moment and went in in terms of what's coming and how do you think they're reacting to that steve i'm not sure you know you and i were chatting earlier and i i think that there is um a, a lot of them are starting to have the aha moments as they begin to really understand you know kind of the the ad tech space and what's what's possible and what's not possible and then you know even when you understand what's possible is how do you find um the right technology partners that understand uh data understand how to you know store store that data uh, utilize that data activate that data uh in a meaningful way and then, as you know, also really help provide, you know, 
attribution, sales and service attribution back to the OEMs and um, the large dealer groups. So that's where I think a lot of the kind of aha moments are starting to happen is like, okay, we we had a a wake up call from, you know, Google announcing the third party cookies are going away, which then I think just, you know, started an even deeper journey for the OEM and dealer groups to say, hey, what is really possible with my um, first party data? What is really possible um, from the website visitor data that I can capture uh, from my website? And then, um, you know, really what is possible once I have have that data? Um, and really, how can I activate the, the data? Because, you know, it's one one piece is collecting it. Um, and then the, the next step is how do I activate that data and how do I activate that data, um, you know, with the right, um, you know, media companies, you know, based on being able to, to take my first party data and then, you know, um, you know, de-identify that data, activate that data and then put it back into a platform that I can get, you know, measurement and attribution. And, you know, that's not something that easily happens. And that's where the you know OEMs and the automotive groups um, I think really need to to dive in and start to understand uh, the industry uh, and what's possible from a technology standpoint. You mentioned there are other ways that marketers can continue to serve up ads and marketing messages relevant to consumers in the absence of that third party cookie data. Can you describe maybe two or three of those alternative ways that auto marketers ought to be thinking about? And maybe what are the kinds of things that in the future they're going to have to be really good at doing? Yeah, Steve, I think first and foremost, and we've heard this, you know, um, term in our industry just based on, on, you know, other aspects, especially around, you know, DMS, around owning their own data. And I think that's first and foremost is, you know, it's one thing for a dealer to own their own own data, their transactional data, but it's how do you take that transactional data, understand, you know, your customers, you know, your new car customers, your used car customers, your service customers, and then be able to activate that first party data against you know media that's out there and i i think that this is not about kind of uploading a, a list to um you know google or facebook etc this is really about being able to take your first party data your audiences being able to segment them you know in in lists of you know those that are suv owners those are might be in a lease upgrade a finance upgrade and then how to how to then activate them against you know um, you know media whether that's you know their you know traditional media advertising you know with um, you know the Comcasts of the world or the iHeartMedia um, and that's just that's not an easy thing right because a dealer needs uh, you know a customer marketing platform a customer data platform where they can store that data manage that data and then send that data. Um, you know, through um, privacy compliant manners to other media partners so then they can 
activate that audience. Uh, and that's really where our industry is going and where the future is, is going to be, is to take that first party data um, and then you know having partnerships with publishers to you know take your data and their data, put them together, and then, like I said, activate the media, right? So you're taking your audience and that first party publisher audience, uh, and you're able to market and retain your existing customers as well as conquest uh, new customers. When you look at this issue from a global scale and you look it's particularly at the OEMs and in all of the countries around the world that they operate in, this doesn't seem new for OEMs, at least, particularly when you talk about some of the regulatory and consumer privacy protections in Europe. How does where we're headed in the United States compare to perhaps what's a little bit further down the road in Europe? And are there any lessons learned as automakers navigated those changes in that environment that can be applied here in the United States? Yeah, Steve, I think that, you know, um, certainly Europe uh, is much more uh, further along than we are here in the States with GDPR. And that's basically that the consumer in in Europe needs to opt in, opt into everything. Um, and, and I think ultimately um, our our kind of where we are from a legislation standpoint, um, you know, with California and some of the other states is, you know, when a consumer opts out, we need to make sure that they are taken out of of any marketing based on their their opting out of receiving that information. So I think that um, at least for now in the United States, we're going to function more on an opt out model, uh, whereas Europe is functioning on a, an opt in um, you know, model. The other the other aspects, I think, you know, from the OEMs and the dealers is, you know, when they are, you know, transacting uh, a new vehicle, a used vehicle or, you know, a customer coming in for a service um, visit is to, again, make sure that they are, um, you know, getting the right uh, paperwork and and privacy statements signed for their customers um, so that they develop a good, um, you know, data hygiene uh, and privacy practice that keeps them on on the right side of whatever happens when it comes to data uh, and privacy laws here in the United States. So let's close with a look forward. You mentioned the extension into 2023 for cookies to go away completely. What's the next big milestone in this journey? What's the next thing we really need to be paying attention to? Yeah, I think we're as an industry, we're going to see a lot of, you know, leaning in um, where we've already seen it with some of the OEMs, you know, is how do they truly look to build out, you know, brand loyalty um, solutions? And ultimately, how do they unify the tier one and the tier three um, you know, narrative via cookie-less data. And I think that's, that's the big, that's the big um, kind of aha moment that, that they've uh, been experiencing. I think dealers will start to experience more and more, uh, as well as I think that goes hand in hand with how do we find, you know, deeper 
um, stories around attribution using uh, artificial intelligence and machine learning to uncover new insights that we've never seen before to understand, you know, what's what's working, uh, what's not working. And I think that um, as those things happen, there will be a much larger opportunity for cleaner data amongst the tiers, uh, as well as, you know, much more efficient um, marketing efforts can come from this if um, the dealers and OEMs really lean into uh, a strong data solution. David, thanks so much for once again joining me on the podcast. As always, terrific, actionable insights. I appreciate you taking a few minutes. Steve, thank you so much. Uh, Anytime. That's Daily Drive for Monday, October 11th. For breaking news, go to autonews.com. And to catch up on all of our episodes of Daily Drive, go to autonews.com forward slash daily drive. As always, thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow.